seems to get to the farm and do what they do, you know, it shouldn't have been put in your year. And, uh, you know, you should get to do it rather than punching some fucker in the face. I'd rather sing it, you know. I, I've often said this. It's, you know, if I hadn't been a singer, I'd probably married somebody. Because it's kind of a mountain, you know, when you get that shit going on. You know, you've got no relief. And a lot of people have no relief. So many people have no relief. And they absorb so much. It's like all users, you know. Suddenly go down and tears the guts out of them. And they sit up there weekend after weekend lapping up all this stuff. Praying on, I don't know when, but sometimes it's got to go.
because um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just me. At one show we had um, there was two there was two Spanish hookers there, and uh, we all got naked and had a butter party. <coughs> it was really out of sight for uh, other chicks to get into it, man. It was really cool. I don't know. I'm just I'm just me. One show we had um, there was two there were two Spanish hookers there and uh, we all got naked and had a butter party. <coughs> it was really sight for uh, other chicks to get into it, man. It was really cool. And most chicks don't get into uh, any kind of perverted sex whatsoever, whereas all it is is a body. And nature and the touch and feel of human skin is the most ultimate trip you could ever take. Most chicks don't get into uh, any kind of perverted sex whatsoever, whereas all it is is a body and nature and the touch and feel of human skin is the most ultimate trip you could ever take. It's the most ultimate trip you could ever take. It's a ripple, but it's really not that. show this all these records are from my neighbor across the hall so this is for number 21 thanks for giving me your record I know I bought a couple but my first carpenter's record here and uh, speaking of swearing I swear we could use some money because uh, there's not a lot of money coming into this place no one's you can't do the stand up so Still got bills. Don't be a bad girl. Don't be a bad girl. 
she's a woman with a blind streak. Cause she's the one I wanna let her know. Cause she's the woman that loves me so much. She's my Trees grow and rents are low, but you know keep thinking about making my way back. Well, I'm New York City, born and raised, but nowadays I'm lost between two shores. Except for the names and a few other changes, if you talk about me, the story is the same one. But I got an emptiness deep inside that I tried, but it won't let me go. And I'm not a man who likes to swear, but I never cared for the sound of being alone.
12, and then this group camp, and I had to leave. I was starting my own planet somewhere else.
All right, Carl, here's my new theme song. W A F L M O Y T. Flip, 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 flip. on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie on you. Y-T. That is the acronym you need to subscribe to our podcast. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. It was almost musical the way you just said that. Let's watch. <laughs> Do it again. Uh, uh, let's watch a full-length movie. I can't read the magic. I, I'm trying to swim and podcast at the same time so i'm actually <laughs> gasping for air while i do my laps it's to swim with my mask on mm-hmm. that's the that's it look germs are everywhere they could be in the pool you need your mask on my, my gym has reopened the pool 
and uh oh that's a mistake <laughs> all that steam no 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 it's wafting oh. through the air water droplets with the virus on them listen the only thing i the only thing i loved about that club was the steam room the sauna how great was that yeah was, yeah i would just go like find an hour i would just go and kill it you know yeah well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hope you learned a lot about Carl and me. We have a show. It's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You join us, let us, and you listen to our podcast at the same time. Yeah, yeah. We're a big family. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we are broadcasting the stream first on the illustrious, wondrous <laughs> MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! Yes! And uh, we're on the air every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Why don't you make a habit? Usually at 7 o'clock, Pam Benjamin, station manager, has a live show. Comedy. Interesting. So it's worth an afternoon. So if you're listening now, hello. Or if you're listening later on Sunday, you're listening to our podcast. Hello. So, And also, I should mention, we have a YouTube channel by the acronym LWALF. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. Okay, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, thank God. Carl, what is the movie we're watching today? Okay, today we will watch the number 92. 92 in the Shade, 1975. Oh. 1975? Mm -hmm. Why are we going back to our babysitter here? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was, I was nine years old. So you had my next-door neighbor babysit you when you were nine years old? Yeah, and I saw Patty Way's mom's butt. Oh, okay, we're going to change the subject. 92 in the Shade is the movie. Uh, what channel is hosting this movie? Okay, we like Odds and Sods. Okay. Did I say it right? It's not in front of me right now. I think it's Odd Sods. Odd Sods. Okay, and I guess the guy's English. There was a Who album called Odds and Sods. Odd, Odds, Odd the Sods? What is it? <laughs> Odd Sods. Odd I, don't, I don't have a cue yet. I just have the movie set up uh let's say o-d-d-s s-o-d-s o-d-d-s s-o-d-s okay so once again you put in your youtube search the number 92 in the shade and 1975 and you will come up with the full-length movie you'll probably see peter fonda's face and you will choose odd sods hey before we start the movie can we talk about the screen grab of peter fonda's face okay <laughs> What? He's doing that like casual smile thing, you know, yep. like how handsome you look when they just catch you on the fly. <laughs> but he really looks like he's grinding peppercorns or something. I don't know. It's the, disturbing. The, I, I, I mean, if it wasn't for the show, I would, I would pass it. You know, just from the screen. Right, just from looking at the yeah. Never look, read a book by its cover. Same thing. Never <laughs> YouTube video by the screen. It has words on it and has a picture of the guy's face making a shock expression, and then there's a picture of a carrot and says, "I took the hundred dollar carrot challenge." <laughs> you won't video. believe what she says at the end. <laughs> clickbait! Clickbait! <laughs> top rent. Top ten reasons to grab your attention. <laughs> Number six. <laughs> All right. Well, Lisa, we want your attention for the next 90 minutes is, is this movie. That's a good length. Right, right, but it really should have been 92 to go along with 92 in the shade. Plus, the version we're watching is a little abbreviated, and I'll explain. Now, I understand we're watching the European uh, version, which is, of course, called 
Alexa, what is 92 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? <laughs> Three point three. Yeah. In the shade. Ah, ha, 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 ha. See, I'm still performing stand up. Uh, blimey, it's hot today. Why what what's the temperature? It's like thirty-two. What? You know, Freezing temperature that's Is that your Ricky Gervais? <laughs> this is my Ricky Gervais again, yeah. He will always be my go to uh impression because you just do an accent. Oh well, yeah, yes it does. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so go ahead and type in 92 in the shade, 1975, using all numbers and when numbers are needed, find the odd side version, uh, click the link, hit pause immediately, move that timer to zero, zero, zero. We're very excited. Yeah. We have a, a comedian from New Jersey, very celebrity. funny celebrity. I was going to say celebrity. I know this guy uh, or woman is a celebrity. Whoever right. this person is, who I, I'm not aware of, one of my favorite comedians, <laughs> Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with our comedian, No Filter Paul. Hey, what's going on, Carl? Nice to hear you. How's everyone doing? Everybody's doing fine over here. I hope you're surviving this COVID world. I'm loving not going to my office more than once a week. It's amazing. That's terrific. Now, your name, No Filter Paul, No Filter, which is true. I find that to be true about you on stage. But right. it's like, how did you arrive at that name? Well, so the, the first time that I did Opie and Anthony with Jim Norton, he gave me that name. The second, second time I went on after the first appearance, he started calling it that to me. And that was it. So, so what, you were just making statements and he's going, this guy's got no filter. Well, we, 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 uh, the first time I was on ONA, I had a big interview. It was me and my wife and all the guys, and we talked about some stories of, like, you know, growing up and, like, adult, you know, sex stories and fun things that happened in England and all this. And he immediately figured out, I guess I have no filter. So on the second time I was on the show, he just started calling me No Filter Paul. That's perfect. And why would I get rid of it? People say to me, <laughs> why, why do you use that name for the comedy? I'm like, because... I got named it on a, a national radio show. Why would I get rid of it? I don't know. Now, that went on to be a lengthy engagement with Opie and Anthony. And uh, how how long were you a part of that? How deeply involved? I think you did some merchandising. Tell us about that, That's how I started talking to Jimmy is I was actually working for him. I built his website, and I, uh, I made his T-shirts and stuff. And that's kind of how I got to know him. And then he brought me to the O1A show because he said, you know, this guy's got a character that would be fun on the show, you know, and the next thing you know, I'm out, they're sending me out to do stupid crap with signs behind news reporters and mm -hmm. taking laxative in weird places. And I mean, it, you know, you can just imagine, <laughs> don't go to YouTube and type no filter for whatever you do, especially if you're at work like college. <laughs> so you absolutely grew that into a gig. Uh, that's oh, impressive. Yeah. yeah. He told me, he, Norton told me I should do stand-up, you know, 15 years ago because he said, you know how to write comedy, you know. You might be really annoying, but you know how to write comedy. And I just <laughs> never had the pause. And then like three years ago, actually, I, I, I talked to my buddy Dave Hodge there. And uh, he said, I said to him, I, I really should try stand-up. And this was like Monday. And on, he said, on Saturday, you're doing, uh, you're doing three minutes at a, at a comedy show. Very nice. I wasn't even on open mic. My first time on stage was at a real... Comedy show in uh, Bayonne. New you Jersey. hit the ground running. Oh, oh yeah, God. dude. I, I I did 400 and something odd mics in that first year. 
some crazy, crazy number. It was like, it's like 700 for two and a half years. So speaking of annoying, you've got this accent. (laughs) Now, I'm just wondering, this accent, like you're the one with it. You're the one who has all experiences with it when you're on stage. So I'm wondering, with an audience, like, do you feel the accent helps you? It hurts you? What's your opinion? Um, I don't know. You you do get people sometimes don't understand if I talk too quick, especially if I've been to England or talked to English people recently. I Mm. get much faster than this. I do find I have a bit of leeway with certain words. Uh, in America, would be harder for some people to say. You know what I mean? Gotcha. People, say, people say the way I say certain words. I don't know what the rating of this podcast is, so I'm not going to say it. But you, you, you know, the words you can say, you take it like you know, as tongue in cheek. You know? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah like, uh, and also sometimes you say a word that's a slang in English, like we say yes. "fire department," right? That was the famous one. Oh, Fire Brigade was the famous one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there's a few like that. that. There's Brigade. a few. And, and you know, this, what's funny is, you know, 30 people didn't even notice except some idiot that we all know in the back of the room. Yeah, named Carl. Oh, actually, it was John Hollywood. Oh, a Fire Brigade. I remember yes, yeah, you heard, yes. And then, and then you piled on like normal. So, <laughs> either you at first, then him, or him, then you. It doesn't matter, you know. I'm always piling on. But I enjoy it. You know, I honestly, I I have more fun coming to do that than I do a lot of stuff, you know. But I don't really do your accent, do I? I just do. No, you do. You do. uh, A lot of people, when they do accents that don't know how to do impressions, I'm not saying, I'm not putting you down, but Mm -hmm. they don't know how to do impressions, they over-exaggerate the (laughs) accent. You've got like a over-twist exaggerated kind of thing (laughs) that you do, or like lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Right. you know, but uh, and it always makes me laugh because it's like a lot of people, you know, haven't traveled the world. I mean, you can see more of it now because of YouTube and stuff. A lot of people that haven't traveled the world, they don't know it's like America. There's 50 different accents. The more north you get in England, I have trouble understanding those people. So you yeah. guys haven't got a hell chance, you know? Yeah. England really has a wide, wide range. Yeah. Um, Okay, so everyone at home is getting ready to watch this movie. We're all going to press play at the exact same time, so why don't you count us off? All right, here we go. Debbie does Dallas. You ready, guys? Ready? Five, four, three, two, one, go. Very excited to watch this. Now, this looks like a serious movie. It can be at times. Sometimes it's pretty funny. Isn't it the Muppet Show logo? Do you remember the old Muppet Show? It uses yeah. the ITC. It's the year. It's the oh that thing. Yeah, that is the ITC. It's a British company, and it funded this. And they used to do Space 1999 and Muppet yeah. Show, and you would see their logo. It'd be very yeah, familiar right. on TV. Mm. Wow, this is cool, man. I like the font. Yellow ninety-two. Me, little smiley face. First time I ever thought that I saw this film, I thought they were in Cuba. Because he drives his bike to this place that's Cuban, you'll see. There's wow. Peter Kidder and Peter Fonda. Yeah, and, and British man, you got to be Kidder. Harry coming right up. You will see. No, we saw a movie with Warren Oates and Harry Dean Stanton. Right, we did cockfight. cockfight. Look, cockfight. see how it's the Sociedad de Cuba, or yeah. So you said this must be Cuba. Right. Look at the architecture. It's kind of, you know, 40s, 30s, well, 
nowadays the places are closed uh, Starbucks or they yeah, the service right. room or it now yeah they emptied that out and it's a Planet Fitness. <laughs> you hear yeah. this kind of hickey music? That's what we'll hear throughout this lazy, lazy hickey music. I don't mind it. Music. I don't know why I have the volume on, but it's uh, all right. But thank you. This music reminds me to mute my sound. <laughs> you see that? Look at that Volkswagen bug. Yeah. This kind of looks like Los Angeles, maybe. <laughs> this you know? is Key West, Florida. Key West, Florida. Oh, no, Carl. Uh, I see I'm a bad movie rule, Carl, about Florida movies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm obsessed by exterior shots because this Florida is windy and you can't control the wind. Right. And you can tell how professional a shot is by whether or not the trees in the background are whipping up a storm and the hair is moving around. You yeah. Know, antithetical to what's actually going on. Well, you will see calm weather throughout this whole. There are many exterior shots, but you'll see. Yeah, I mean, so far so good. So you see how the trees are blowing? That's nothing yeah. before the wind, right? There's nothing right, exactly. But I always take, like, uh, one of my favorite Florida movies is Jerry Lewis and Hardly Working, and just see everything whipping around while you saw it. <laughs> that's available on YouTube, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's an idea. Now, uh, this guy, is his name is John Quaid, and you've seen his face before, but my, my research has failed me. He, wait, 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 wait. John Quaid, get your ass to Vaz. Right, exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> Ooh, look, clickbait. Oh, bait story. Oh, there's Harry Dean. That's right. Harry Dean Stanton has showed up. Now, Peter Fonda's character is someone who's like, um, uh, his name's Tom Skelton, and he was, I don't know, he lived somewhere else. He's moving home to the Keys. And that's why he, like, knows the locals. And they're like, we, we didn't think we'd see you. So he's basically seeing a friend. It's a guy, Harry Dean Stanton goes out and charters fishing trips, okay? And people pay him a bunch of money to go and get the best fishes and a trophy fish. Wait, 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 wait. I know, so is the movie that, like, a rich couple hires him and then she kills, seduces him, uh, him and then they kill the, the husband and then the that's cops. That's a come great up. idea. If this was Jeff Bridges and... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Let's watch that. <laughs> Let's watch that one. It's much better. Well, you know, that's that's the, a good setup, and we've seen that plot before, be it Basic Instinct or... Yeah, A Lady from Shanghai, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My husband can't... Film noir. My husband can't know. I'm committing a murder <laughs> for pussy. Okay. I was in love. <laughs> the, the voiceover. Yay, oh. say that the best way to a murder. He was on the Florida Keys in a boat when Peter Fonda began his slow descent into murder. <laughs> you do sound like Orson Welles from uh... Murder for a Woman's Affection. Now, Harry Dean Sand looks younger and shorter in this movie. Yeah, well, this is 1975, and Harry Dean Stanton aged well, but okay, you saw him in Cockfighter, and yes. here he is again. It's our, our hero, our reason for this movie. Do you think there's a war of notes? Look how young he looks. Yeah. That's not a compliment. He doesn't and look he's old looking. 
Now, look, the people at home would probably know him from Stripes. He was the sergeant in Stripes. At least that's how I know him. But he's like a wonderful actor. He did a <clears throat> two-lane blacktop with Peter Fonda and uh, Warren Oates. It's this mm-hmm. great kind of minimalist, uh, I guess minimalist, but it's a, it's a racing movie. You know, and it's good. Yeah, it's really good, actually. I mean, it's it's bad. It doesn't end right, you know. But I'm saying, yeah. you're watching a piece of history, pretty good. And um, he was also in uh, The Wild Bunch with Peter Fonda. Yeah, that's right. He's, well, he was also in, uh, gosh, we're naming all these movies, uh, Bring Me the Head of, uh, God, what's it? Right. It's the same I director as Anne Peckinpah. Bring Me the Head of Fredo Garcia or something like that. And he's just great in it. Now, what we're watching is his annual suicide run. About once a year, he just hates life, and he decides he's going to kill himself, and it's always around the same time. So Harry Dean Stanton knew that and basically went to save him, you know? Oh. And it's like, we don't think he was really going to kill himself, but I don't That's know. He's Mo- serious about it. Mo does that every Christmas on The Simpsons, right? He gets like, oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, they were. This guy, who my research has failed us, um, it's Quaid. He's like teasing Harry Dan Stanton like he wasn't going to really kill himself, kind of thing. And not, I'm sorry, um, uh, Warren Oates. Look, I'm just going to call him Nickel. His name is Nickel, and his last name is Dance. So look, chasing him with the hook where you hook a fish, it'll really kill a man. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's like an Armageddon where uh, Bruce Willis chases Ben Affleck around with a shotgun. Now, look, he cuts him. He did it. Look. Look, there's blood. Words and he's asshole. like, I could pull this right through you. You know, like. Picture of you gutted is a dollar fifty. <laughs> that's right. Hang him up on that hook with stand <laughs> on the dock with the weight scale. Now he's like bemoaning. He's like, why'd I do that? Now I got to go to jail. God damn it. Why'd I do that? Now (laughs) this movie begins with him fucking assaulting a man. So Peter Fonda offers, why don't you loan me your skiff, your boat, and I'll take your clients out while you're in jail. That way you don't lose them. And we find out Peter's interested in being in their profession, going chartering boats. That sounds like fun. Doesn't this look like fun? I, it looks like it, it does not look like fun. <laughs> You'll see. You get an office with a window view. Listen, oh, I this? Have, this? I, if I had a window in my office, I would fucking blast. <laughs> Lazy cheerleader. Oops, now, this is weird. Concert. He used to have a career like being the head of a marching band. I don't know how you have a career at that. Oh, Maybe it was just her yeah. glory days in high school. I don't know. But she's all into it. And John Philip Sousa is playing right now. Look how uh, he the, old the chocolate. Do you, you, for taxes, she puts down occupation cheerleader. <laughs> She's housewife right now, and she she doesn't hate it. She doesn't hate it, but but there's no real this opportunity is... to lead our marching band. So we see that right now she's a bit of a pretender. She hid the chocolates, which costs money. She's pretending that she's in there ironing his shirt, but she was right. really doing her dance routines. All wearing sexy lingerie. Right. For sexy first time? Oh, while leaving the iron on. Huh. Right. And she goes, I burnt it. I burnt it. Shucks. 
Well, wait a minute. She was. She had the iron on in the other room. Like, listen, I, I, I don't like, know. I don't see how that could have worked because it was standing up when she came in. Yeah. Harry Dean Stanton is late for the safari, apparently. No, she's Jeannie in this movie, and she's married uh, to Harry Dean Stanton. Safari. But, um, she, in truth, was like having a big affair with the with the director of this film. The director of this film also wrote a book of this same title, and this is basically his film come to his book come to movies, and he got to do it. So it's perfect for you know. Yeah. It, and it, so far, he's a competent director. I mean, this is a really intriguing shot. It's his I mean, only directing credit. It, it, oh. This was his one chance, and he kind of blew it. Believe it or not. But this is great. Look, he's got natural lighting with the two lamps in the middle. Of the yeah. He is a, um, he's a writer. He's had a lot of success. He has like eight writing credits. He did novels. He did journals about his time in wildlife in Montana. He, he's, he's for real, but he's a, a jerk kind of guy right now. It's, it's like the 60s are over. He's having a three-way sexual utopian affair with his wife and the woman we're seeing on television right now, Elizabeth Ashley. They're like yeah. a threesome. <laughs> That's so nuts. But then Margot Kidder will come along yeah. and seduce. Well, I don't know if that's the word. She will definitely fall in love with the director, and the director will divorce what? his wife and marry what? Margot Kidder. Yeah. Wait, this sounds more interesting than whatever movie. Yeah, made. it's a better movie. It's a better movie. <laughs> like Margot Kidder. No, did she commit suicide, Carl? Am I getting yeah, the she did. She did. But she yeah. did it in a way like she just made sure she overdosed on pills and alcohol so that she could just fade away. It's now, a really so healthy way to go. And she's the grandchild of Ernest Hemingway or something like that, right? I don't think so. Um, she's doing carpet samples. Pig, fuchsia or, or eggshell? Oh, basically this is all about she's spending money and he doesn't have money. She's just now told Harry Dean Stanton that she is pregnant. And she did oh. it in a, the director did it in a great way. He really did. We miss it because we don't play the audio. We don't play the audio. So the baby never materializes in, any, into anything in the plot. What I don't approve of in this movie is we're going to see some subplots, but they don't pertain to the hero's main journey, which is. Uh, should please? I tell you now and ruin it? Can I guess? Yeah. Before you ruin it? Yeah. Look at all that fish. First off, that is some serious That's his job. That's his job. Yeah, but can you imagine if you had them all on and they're all singing? It would drive you crazy. <laughs> Happy birthday. <man. laughs> it's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. You press <laughs> them all at once. You have to time it exactly right. Now, he's going to take over. Wernos. Wernos is not going to go to jail or he's going to escape and they're going to be on a boat and then shit's going to happen on a boat. Correct. That's exactly right. They're going after a killer way, a killer shark, actually. Okay. <laughs> oh, a killer shark. <laughs> so he, this guy has no direction, Peter Fonda. He's back home from wherever he was and he's like, I'm going to be a skip boat captain, you know, charter fish, just like Dance and uh, Carter you know, our, our heroes, because it's all I know how to do. I can do it. That's why, that's, because it's available. Look at the joints in the 70s, man. They were thick. Yeah. yeah. Look how it's glowing red from the cherry in the front. 
Granted, it's only six uh, percent BC, but you know it's the seventies. Now I know it looks red, but the truth is, it's a Cuban cigar. It's so, not a carrot. <laughs> so the thing is, they don't want him to be a skip boat captain. Okay, so his actual literal life will be in danger. He'll be his life will be threatened, and he'll decide to still become the captain of a skiff boat just because it's not clear why it's not clear why he's not afraid to die now is her character name is flipper flipper (laughs) uh yeah she's a school teacher and she's the girlfriend of peter fonda and she will be throughout um so he came back and his girlfriend was there that's not explained but yes, it's not explained. He, he's back, but it's as if he's never left. You'll see it in his relationship with his father, with his grandfather. It's like he never left. Huh. And also, it's not even really well done. In the beginning, that Quaid guy is like, we thought we'd seen the last of you. You know, right, right, right. you got a little backstory. Ooh, look at that. That's prime Fonda. <laughs> now who's your favorite fonda henry jane or uh, peter um jane fonda is my favorite fonda uh henry fonda is really good it but his but it's filtered through the light of i'm in the 50s movies i have to be a, it was his vaudeville you know right. you don't get to see the real even in on golden pond i was not believing because his character was like i'm grouchy i'm grouchy i'm grouchy that's all the whole thing, I'm grouchy. Even when he like fell in love with his grandson and they changed everything and went <laughs> the fish, he was still like, I'm being grouchy. Now, well, that, Mary, that movie seemed really odd. I uh, think that Peter Fonda's always walking through his stuff. Jane Fonda's got to be my favorite. Bridget. Dude, is that you? William Hickey? Yes. Look how young oh, William Hickey is. Will, he's the father in this, and he's resigned himself to the fact that he's going to live in this mosquito tent. <laughs> now, look, Burgess Meredith is dropping the N-bomb right now. Why? His, his wife goes, we're having such and such. And he goes, I don't want any N-word food. <laughs> look, and he's mad at his son. He's mad at his son for staying in the tent. So we got grandfather, father, son here. And there's a little Aren't they all the same fucking age? William Hickey's always 90 years old. Burgess Meredith is always 90 years old. That's right. It's a little hard to pull off the, uh, does he look old enough really to be Peter Fonda's father? I guess so. It's just strange that we see actors that we know more for the later roles. And they're much aged. If this really is William Hickey from Fitzy's Honor, he has like a really persona, as you know, he has that rough, gravelly voice. Right. But he's a lot more wrinkly than he was in 75. (laughs) He is a lot more wrinkly. People know him from uh, Christmas, uh, National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Christmas vacation, vacation. which wasn't a vacation. That's why I always get. Yeah, you always get choked up. The biggest vacation was a vacation. The, the vacation, yeah, they went on vacation. European vacation, they're on vacation. Okay, now look, Peter Fonda has come to visit uh, Nickel, Nickel Dance in prison, and basically he's telling him a story about how he killed a man once, you know. Who, Peter Fonda killed a man? No. Or Warren. 
Nick, yeah, Warren. Nick, Let's Nick just back. call him Dance. Let's call him Dance. So it's strange because you, you remember the, the dance halls where you would dance with a yep, girl? Yeah, a nickel. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's a nickel dance. So he's even cheaper than the... the he's, he's a throwback to an earlier time of Hoover. Also, you know, uh, being fans of the Bush administration, every time I hear nickel, I think of no child left behind. <laughs> A.K.A. Nickel. Gotcha. Nickelback. Yeah, I think of the band. <laughs> so basically what the director is doing is saying, hey, this is a person who could potentially commit murder. That's what he's letting us know. He's killed before. He's killed before. What's to say that for a good time? You're only party as you free. You're, you're only, only pretty? 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 I guess they mean you're only as pretty as you feel, which is great oh, advice yeah. if estrogen courses through your veins. <laughs> it has no place in the men's prison. <laughs> it's a weird choice, director. And it was probably in his novel. Listen, in 19, what, in 1970, this guy moved from his home of Montana to the Florida Keys. And right. he just had a party house, a party house. He was just a guy. He was a writer. He had been published before. He had a, um, he had made a book. Uh, he had written a script called Rancho Deluxe, which got him a lot of success. He was married to a woman who is the sister of Jimmy Buffett. Now, that, that's as Florida as you can get right there. Do you know Jimmy Buffett, this, you know, uh, back in Margaritaville? I, I heard he had a close uh, during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jimmy Buffet was shut. <laughs> but you could have take, uh, you know, you could order on the curbside pickup. Curbside pickup, which is not as fun. Actually, Carl, one of my favorite buffet Chinese places in uh, San Francisco is called China Fun. It's been around since the 90s when I moved in here, and it's like a downtown place. You would go during lunch, and uh, you would you would do the way by the pound and then go upstairs. Right. Uh, I recommend the place. I went there recently. I was short like 50 cents, and she, she spotted me, so God bless <laughs> The way it's set up now is that it's not self-service. She has one table, one uh, steam tray with a shield, and it's uh, they moved it up by the cash register, and you have to say, I want the uh, beef and broccoli or what have you. If you know have the last 50 cents, you know come to buffet. It's it very different in Jersey. Very different in Jersey, yeah. In San Francisco, we don't do those stereotypes. But anyway, uh, they. <laughs> it was the second time I was short, by the way. Like a couple years ago, I went in there and I, I was short and they, they spotted me. So I felt bad. The but kind of joke like that with the racism stuff, it really would have appealed to our celebrity comedian who did the countdown. Oh, by the way, I, I should have said something when the movie started because all the energy of the show goes towards the, the celebrity comedian. Uh, <laughs> terrific, terrific guy. Was it a guy? Yes, it was a guy, and he is someone to celebrate. That is why he's a celebrity. Now, this is like Thurston Howe III and Lovey, except if they would squabble and fight. And He looks recognizable. Yeah. Well, the truth is, it's really, uh, gosh, it's, it's in front of me. So I'll talk about it later. But the point of the plot is it's his first charter. This is a big deal. He's profiting off the fact that Dance is in prison, and he's taking his charter. Um, so that's what's important for the plot that you know for this scene. Are these guys juice bags? 
Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, they're douchebags. <laughs> oh, I've got a fish, eh? I live in a house. William Roderick, yeah, and he is born in Hoboken, New Jersey. But he's yeah. Roger Corman's, like, he was in Roger Corman's sci-fi thrillers. Yeah, he has a definite look. I could see him from Jersey. Look, he's from New Hoboken, and now he's in the Florida Keys. God bless. God bless. He's <laughs> like, nope. sit down, lovey. You're not doing it right. Give me that poor young man. You said this is a three-hour tour? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, sir. <laughs> That's exactly what Peter Fond is like. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He goes, I see the fish. I'll go get it for you, Mr. Mr. Howell. Mr. Howell? Yeah. Why don't you Jim back us up? Now, the director does something really good now. Peter Fonda goes into the thicket, into the wild, you know, to, to retrieve this uh, caught fish. Yeah. When he does, like, the director takes us a long while. He has a little journey in there, you know, while the howls wait. What happens is he gets the fish, and he kind of, like, admires it. Look at that spider web, that real-life yeah, spider web he's got. That's it, real life spider web. Or the keys. He likes the fish, and he lets it go. He doesn't give it back to Mr. Howell. You know, he, he lets it go. It's really well done. It's very good. <laughs> Look how it's, like, so deep in. It's taking forever. So Howell hooked the fish, and then the fish swam off and got tangled up, and now Peter's going to go... Yeah. Right, and it's like it's like Howell left the didn't hook the he didn't catch the line. He just let him run. look. He's still even swimming away. Yeah, hey, little fishy. Now, how long ago did we leave the Howells? Right, I mean, oh, uh, yeah, really got us on a journey here. And because there's some time lapsing when he was walking through the, the Everglades. Yeah, is it the Everglades? It wasn't, yeah, well, no, it's the Florida Keys. It's really not the Everglades at all. So um, the, um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Slapping that fish. <laughs> Literally. Well, yeah, he, he likes it and he lets it go. Oh, yeah, the time lapse part. He didn't time lapse as much as he, like, quickly faded to black and then faded up again, letting yeah. him think that the time has passed. But it, it was a journey, though. I mean, he was, he was conveying a journey. So he's coming out to report, I'm so sorry, Mr. Howell. The fish got away, sir. But the howls are gone. That is trippy. You think the fish caught him? What the hell? Do, 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 do. Burgess Meredith doing the voice of Rod Sterling for the movie. Just he's gonna play a, the grandfather and he's like a lawyer in this town and he owns this town you see <laughs> he was the voiceover for the twilight zone the movie he he was appeared in the segment but he did the rod sterling voice perfect yeah not, not perfect like rod sterling but he has perfect a the narrator right yeah. Now, he was in King Lear. That's what we saw in her show, which is a piece yes. of shit movie. Ladies and gentlemen, do not see King Lear. You'll Ooh. see on the video box, it'll say, Woody Allen, Burgess Meredith, Molly yeah. Ringwald. Yeah, Norman Mailer. We're, of course, talking about John Luke Godard's Yeah. canon production of King Lear. 
which you know i saw that canon film movie uh documentary uh to research going bananas and they talk about how much like guitar just screwed those guys over yeah they would go, uh golden globus are these famous producers from the 80s and 90s and they their stopping ground was Collins film festival where they would make and shake deals and one of the deals they got notoriously on a cocktail napkin was that John Luc Godard, the famous uh, we'll make a film for them. (laughs) And uh, we watched it. It's on YouTube. It's called King Lear. It's a piece of shit. Yeah, don't see it. Well, you can see it as a curiosity if you want, but I'm just saying don't get suckered for it because you see the stars that are in it. Okay, now, look, he finally quits looking for the Howls. He comes back to the bar, and who's there? The Howls! Ha, ha, ha! Everyone's laughing at him. It's humiliating. Ha, ha, ha. But they just went, they walked back? No. What happened is Dance went out there with Carter's boat and oh. picked him up because it was his old charter. He says, come on, we're playing a joke on the kid. Why did you do an English accent? Because you're Ricky Javes. Here's a picture of my cat. Why did I do an English accent? Dumb. You're Ricky Javes. <laughs> I'm saying something cruel on you on Twitter as a joke. Are you <laughs> referring to our to the reunion show? Yes. You so do you listen to that and he stick my stand up in there? Wasn't that yeah. like ass kissy? Like I was taking advantage. You know what I mean? No, no, no. You yes, it was listen. That footage, that footage was lost to the ages. You brought it up in the live show and then uh, you inserted it. By the way, I highly recommend our live show episode. Yeah, it's fun. Just aired uh, the first of March, uh, the first uh, March seventh, I should say. Yeah. And it was a live show on March seventh, twenty twenty, in this in the uh, station. And honestly, I think it was the last live show I did, Carl. Uh huh. And this I'm was exactly to... one year because it was the date of the seventh, because February skips two days or one day. <laughs> right, it was a day. But so you know, because. Exactly uh, right. The World Health Organization declared the pandemic on March 11th, 2020. Mm-hmm. The show was on March 7th, four days before the official shutdown. Gotcha. So, and I, I got to fly home. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, did I do another set in those four days? Yes, you did. Um, uh, I have recordings of you doing multiple sets. Okay, I just want to bring us back to the movie because a very yeah. important thing is about to happen. So he went in there, he got humiliated. It was his very first day as a skip captain. He's all upset, even though he's a terrible actor, so you see hardly any emotion. <laughs> oh, why'd you have to go there? Okay. So he is going to fucking burn Dance's boat. Burn mm-hmm. the skip. Yeah. And Carter, Carter tried to talk him out of it, Harry Dean Stanton. Look, look at his own gas. He cut Carter's gas. uh, No, he cut his own gas line. He's filling it with gas, and he's just going to torch it. And would you want to grow up in the Keys, where you were boats? You know, to burn a boat by cutting the gas line, like because you're so into it. (laughs) I don't know. I think anybody could have figured that out. But okay, I'm a dumb dumb. I wouldn't figure that out. I would just burned it without it. Here's a movie complaint. You know I have it. The explosion is way too large. Way too large for just a little <laughs> Look at that. Holy shit. Right. You see how the director made the light flash on yeah. the bar? Very well done. I mean, so, other than being a... Now, what you're seeing burning there is Dance's livelihood. It's up in flames. 
92 in the shade. I thought this was an Al Gore movie, so I was kind of relieved. <laughs> we never get, yeah, the year of, they ran in 92, and it was one of his uh, global warming thing. Yeah, right, global warming. 92, I didn't think about that. Look here at these here Rocky Mountains. Can you see the snow disappearance over a decade? <laughs> this shit's for real, folks. An inconvenient sequel. That was my favorite uh, Apollo. So basically now it's like, I'm ruined. If I, had, if I don't have a pot to piss in, okay, I'll lend you my boat on the days I'm off. Of course, there'll be a small fee, you know. Right. Ooh, now it's like, are you going to kill that kid? You know, are you going to shoot him? Because he took right. away your livelihood. He is a murderer. The thing is, there was it was a justified murder and it was manslaughter because he didn't really understand that what he was doing was going to really lead to the guy's death. That's why he's not even in prison today. So he isn't really a murderer as much as he's capable of it. He's done it before. He beats some bad guy so senseless. So right now he's like, since I recently didn't shoot myself, I kind of taken a not liking to shooting anybody. So it's weird. Harry Dan Stanton, Carter's characters like egging him, like you're gonna take that from that boy, you know. And look at Hickley with a cigar. It's like he's seventy years old. Yeah, he he will be, right? Right. Well, the th so anyway, the the director's point is, it's it's not ambiguous. It's undecided. Is he going to kill the kid or not? You know, I mean, it took a hell of a nerve to blow up a man's boat. Yeah, they played a joke on him. Yeah, they humiliated him. You got no place being a skip captain. Ha ha. But still, to bur build a burnt. They had all that dynamite in that boat. Did you see that large explosion? To blow up yeah. the guy's boat, it's, it's good. Not cool. Yeah, it's not cool. It was justified and not cool. To kill him isn't cool. I don't know. The director's doing a good, the writer's doing a good job here. He's a director, Carl. Yeah, but he also knowledge his director is. <laughs> oh my God, who the fuck is this guy? Is that this Burgess? Is Burgess Meredith. Basically, we're finding out if you want – look, what do you want to do for a living? I want to be a skiff boat captain. How much did that cost you? $4,000. Okay, I'll stake you. You, I'll give you the money, and you owe me. Oh, what a dad. What a dad. So listen, when the director moved to Florida to the Keys with his wife, Becky, who was Jimmy Buffett's sister, their house was a major drinking and partying place. Artists, writers, poets – They've list some names here. I never heard of him. A famous photographer, and Jimmy Buffett would be there. So it was, was a party it? house. What uh, about Mickey Mouse from Florida, from Disney World? Did he party there? <laughs> well, they things in the fifties were hush hush. Even though the reporters knew, they just didn't report stuff yeah, they didn't like report. that. So it's not clear. It's not clear. Would you so want to party anyway, Like a lot of the internet feels that. I mean, he was so lucky to be given. Okay, this Rancho Deluxe he wrote was a big commercial hit. So that your English company, what was it, IC? ITC. They said, okay, this guy wrote a book. You know, he can direct it. He can write the script. We got a hit here. It was not a hit. It flopped. But the internet thinks he flittered it all away with his wild parties. 
he was very lucky to direct with no experience. Yeah. So, well, I mean, this, this movie Marvel, is well, it's well that. shot. It's not like a piece of shit movie. So they must have used some professional uh, industry people in Florida to, to shoot it, right? I mean, and these are all real actors. Well, a guy named Michael Butler was the photographer. And yes, this had a serious ass budget. And you can see they hired their stars. You know. Yeah. Uh, basically, right now, what we're going to see is a frustration scene in which he resolves that he really should kill that boy just because he said so. He's smoking okay. fish, and he's going to get pissed off at the fact that he's making work for himself. I don't want to smoke these fish. Let me no, put it up. Let me put it up. Can you He's smoking in an old refrigerator? Yeah, I'm the old refrigerator. Let's play hide and seek in the old refrigerator. See, he's having, he's like, why am I doing this? I'm making work for myself. Now, is this an indica dominant fish he's smoking or is it sativa? Uh, this is an indica fish. <laughs> Let's see. Now he's mad at himself because he's a stupid person. God, I love this guy. Yeah, he's a great actor and he... Just a weird looking dude. <laughs> right, those are the guys that like if I step on someone's foot walking down the street, I look up, it's fucking Warren Oates. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why don't you watch where you go? <laughs> look, he's got his gun. Yeah. Now he's having a crisis in which it's like, I need to kill that kid because I said I would. But I'm not in the killing business no more. Right. So he's like, sometimes you, you say something and you find yourself in a predicament and it's just too bad. So he's like, I'm going to have to kill him. <laughs> he claims he doesn't know if he has to kill him, but watch how he's like, yes, I have to kill him. He's got that glint in his eye. Kill. So you see the wind blowing in the background. It's really well contained. Like you, it's the the acting is the center. It's not the, yes. you know. But look how calm it is. Yeah. Yes, it is nice you can shape. see in the shadows. It's and when they're out on the ocean, it's calm. This show doesn't. This movie didn't suffer from its exteriors. Here, their exterior, it's calm. Yeah. There's a lot of exteriors too in this movie. I mean, it's it's twenty five percent bars and and uh, houses. So Peter Fonda says, "Listen, I know I just walked you all the way home, but you got to go home. It's not safe." And she goes, "I have my tubes tied." Ooh. Go right to this. And he goes, "No, it's not safe because that's Dance's car, and Dance is here. He might want to kill me." <laughs> is it because you blew your his boat up? Fire yeah. boat. So Margo is like, Margo would have been like, he wants to kill you? Okay, fuck that and walk home. But no, she's still like concerned. She, Margo Kidder has no cleavage, no cleavage. What she has is rib bone. Well, Carl, didn't she, <laughs> she have like... sternum. She has a sternum. I, I don't know her history, but uh, maybe <laughs> it's not for us to say. What do you mean you don't know her history? Yes, she committed suicide. She was an old lady when she did it. She did she it in a peaceful it? way. What? She anorexic. 
No, no, I don't think she was anorexic. She was a, she had mental health issues in that she was bipolar. She didn't take medicine for it. She didn't understand that it was a real thing. She thought, oh, those psychiatrists, and she didn't do it. And then she had a breakdown in which there was a stressful situation, and she just flipped. She became homeless. It only lasted like four days, but it got a big press thing. Yeah, I remember. They attempted to rape her at one point. She, they, Yes, when the cops took her to the hospital, they her, she had had her caps, her teeth caps knocked out. Okay. Oh, that's they, horrible. I didn't yeah, even know. I'll tell you the whole story, but basically yeah. right now dance is like threatening he's 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 giving a threat what he's saying instead of killing him is like you are not to become a skip boat catman and that is the order or i will kill you but his rich daddy gave him four thousand dollars to be a skip granddaddy granddad oh, look, granddaddy. At the, look at the because it's important because the dad's a failure the dad didn't make any money and it really chapped virgin whoa, 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 whoa. so william hickey is his dad it's yeah. his brother. Peter Fonda's the son of who? Of uh, Pritzi's Honor. Pritzi's Honor and Peter Fonda are the same fucking age. No, who is the son of Jer Burgess Meredith? No. Jesus. Bur Did you say Jesus? Burgess. Burgess Meredith. From the Monkeys. He was in an episode in the Monkeys. The guy who was the penguin on Batman. He was the penguin. Yeah, I know. Who the guy who was in Grumpier Old Men. Bacon. Was he like Rocky? Right? Yeah. Wasn't he Rocky's manager? Trainer? No, no, that's wait. Yes, of murdered. course he was. Yes, of course he was. I don't know why I said no. Yes, of course. You were thinking you were thinking of that other guy, the the teddy bear looking guy. He was the brother or something. Yeah. Step brother. Okay, so basically, you know, order received, but Peter Fonda doesn't like take it listen i gotta tell you something peter fonda his acting is so flat in this thing he just you don't understand why he he never talks about why he's driven and motivated and he doesn't care that people are threatening him and he doesn't even want to be a skip boat skip boat captain he's just doing it i don't i don't know how it there's no motivation for his character and i believe that if you read the novel there would be I think it's probably just his acting, Peter Fonda's acting, that you don't know where this character's coming from. So you think the acting is competent, it's just the character's a sniper. What? The acting is not competent. <laughs> it is incompetent. Look, he, the way he talks to Margot Kidder, hey, look. I'm I'm muting there because there was no good scene right no, here. No, no, I, I I dig. But like, you don't even know why Margot Kidder's in love with him. He's so flat and talky talky. You don't know why the dad wants to take care of him, and uh, you'll see. Okay, I'll just tell you about Margot. What really, really happened? Okay, she um in 1996. Right. Okay. In 88, they diagnosed her with bipolar, but she rejected it. She didn't take lithium like they offered her. She thought it was just all bullshit, you know, just keep a level head, you know, and you with me, Mike, right? Yeah. I okay. am. 
April 1996, uh, she had been working on her autobiography. Now, Margot always made journals. She always wrote about her life, the whole her whole life. As a matter of fact, at one point, she had to burn her some of her journals, and she felt lost. She felt like some part of her body had been – okay, well, anyway, she was working on an autobiography. She had all this material, and her laptop got a virus and fucking freaked out. No way. Right, and she lost three years of work on that laptop's hard drive. So she freaks. She flies to Los Angeles. Remember, it's 1996, okay? So she goes to this company and pays tens of thousands of dollars for them to recover the information, but they aren't able to. And she's not exactly rich. Right. So she was she flew to California from Montana. They said no dice. She freaked out and just wandered the streets. She just wandered the streets for four days. They found her in Glendale, like she was sleeping in the backyard of some re some person who lived in Glendale. He called the cops. She, she 